1: I'm a-
0: Welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, 106.1 FM NASH icon on your radio dial. Of course, iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, uh, NASHFM1061.com, ericasher.com on the World Wide Web. Also, again, um, uh, our podcast is everywhere. Anchor's our home base, but uh, we're on your favorite podcasting platform. All you got to do is search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. And our uh, social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show, on Instagram. And, of course, you can always contact me at eric at ericasher.com via email or, again, the contact button on our uh, website, ericasher.com. Taking you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. Thanks so much for being there. Uh, Got a great show for you today. Uh, Gary Smith will join us at around 4.15 from Noel.com, The Wave Report, and also um, uh, Tom Spiccune and Advocate. And we'll talk uh, Tulane with him. Uh, John Hendricks is fresh off today's second game, second day of um, training camp for the New Orleans Saints. We'll get his observations at uh, 4:35. He's with SI and also Boot Boot Crew Media. Uh, And then we'll finish up with Jordy Colada on the Jordy Colada Show at 5:15. And we'll talk some uh, Saints with him, and also LSU Uh, and Pete Maravich as well. We'll talk about a little bit of the Pete Maravich Trophy. I mean, um, trophy, uh, his statue going up. Uh, this week up in Baton Rouge, all that coming up here on the program. Brought to you by, again, our good friends over at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Again, uh, I keep saying forget about the chains, head out to the local restaurants. The Beta Brothers have reinvested in in this city. Uh, again, seems like, again, they'll take over a failing restaurant. They'll take over a building yeah. where, again, the, like they did with Mambo's, which was again a falling, a decrepit, falling apart strip club. There was nothing but problems inside in the quarter, constantly being shut down, being cited by law enforcement. Uh, they go in, completely renovate the entire building, uh, and now again the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Uh, they, again, you look at the uh, the uh, at Old New Orleans Cookery. It was it was dormant. Uh, for a while, for a while, uh, nothing in there. What do the Beta Brothers do? They go in, they they totally revitalize that particular uh, building right next to Galatoire's, um, and of course, uh, it's just a theme of what they do. Okay, and and when they when they finish up, they leave it much better than they found it. Uh, and of course, that's across the board, whether it's Bobby Bear's Cajun Canada Restaurant, whether it's Mambo's, Odeur's, Cookery, Oceana, uh, Hideout Bar, you name it. Uh, the Beta Brothers have done a great job in uh, in in again uh, transforming. Uh, once maybe dormant properties in, into again putting them back in the commerce, and again lo- hiring and, and employing and allowing local people to be able to move up within the restaurant um, group. And I see it all the time. I'll see someone that started off as a waiter or a dishwasher, or somebody that started off um, in, in a lot of cases uh, at, at you know uh, uh, as as a waitress, and then they move up into a managerial position. So. Uh, really, really good for our city, good for our economy, and just a really all-around great guys. Uh, again, uh, Rami and, and Mo Bader over over at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. This uh, this hour, this half hour is brought to you by Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. Um, first of all, rated number one me- restaurant in metro by TripAdvisor. If you're looking for a place where you can go hang out and check out all the ball games, do will see with again football season on, on on really on on the on the doorstep. Man, Bobby Bear's is perfect. 30-plus TV screens. You'll never miss a play even to have uh, TVs in the restrooms. And then, of course, if you're a memorabilia buff, uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun Country Restaurant is unique. It's the perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Some of the memorabilia they have at Bobby Bear's Cajun Country Restaurant is one of a kind. You won't find it anywhere else. Uh, but it's great stuff. It's New Orleans stuff. It's Louisiana stuff. It's, again, uh, also, again, some uh, all-time greats. If you, if you walk around the restaurant, it's fantastic. And then, look. You go to a restaurant for the, for the menu, right? The menu is outstanding. Uh, first of all, you're talking about uh, Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest. But, again, so much more. Uh, because, you know, everybody's, again, we, we, we love New Orleans food. but Sometimes, again, people want to get something a little different from, again, their Mardi Gras pasta to their fantastic burgers to, again, the barbecue ribs that fall right off the bone. I mean, fantastic menu for you. And then the cocktails. Oh, man. Some of the best mixologists in all of New Orleans, again, are, are part of the Oceana Family of Restaurants. And they're at Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant as well. Uh, fantastic cocktails, incredible beer selection. Hey, they're open seven days a week for lunch and dinner. And they're open late, okay? Uh, if you're looking for a late-night place to eat, think the Oceana Family of Restaurants. If you're in Metairie, it's Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. To find out more, to go to BobbyABears.com. That's the, that's the website. Tell you everything you need to know. Remember, you can also have your private party over at Bobby Bear's as well. Bobby Bear's Cajun Canada Restaurant. So good. There you go. Bobby Bear's, again, uh, part of the Oceana family of restaurants and a proud sponsor of our Thursday show. Uh, Ryan Jensen goes down today for the Tampa uh, Buccaneers. He's their starting center. Uh, not good news for the Bucs. Uh, and, of course, uh, the Saints uh, today went, went, uh, went into their second practice. Uh, from what I understand, uh, we had Ross Jackson on, on the uh, award winning Inside the Wall in Sports today. Ross came directly from um, camp, and uh, he was able to give us a little insight into what he saw at camp. And I want to say right now, it was a great hour. Uh, we spent the majority of the hour on 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 the Saints. Um, and then, of course, the last C block, which was a smaller block, about six minutes, on Pels, Tulane, and LSU. But I had to because Ross is just a plethora of information when it comes to the Saints. He broke it down and, of course, gave us an update on what he saw at camp today. Looking forward to John Hendricks at 4:35 to give us his take on what he saw today, uh, but a pretty much an uneventful day from what I understand over at Saints Camp. Look, the rubber hits the road when they when they when they get in, in full pads. That's what we're going to find out what this with this team's all about. And and I, I've said it before. I think they can be an elite team. You know, again, Vegas is frowning on this team right now. I think they're a double-digit win team, 10, 11. I mean, again, if they're really healthy and things are really going well, maybe winning 12 games. Uh, Vegas doesn't think so. Seven, eight, nine games. Uh, you know, I mean, seven or eight games. They don't even have them over 500. Uh, but I think they're going to surprise a lot of people. A lot of it comes down to the offensive line, ladies and gentlemen. Offensive line plays well. It's going it's to open up everything for this offense. It'll give Winston an opportunity to be able to, again, go through his progressions and throw the ball, uh, stay again within his mechanics where, again, he's stepping into the throw, which, again, is critical for his accuracy. And then, of course, he has a receiving room this year. Uh, with, again, Michael Thomas coming back from injury, uh, Jarvis Landry, uh, Olave, and-, and Callaway. All those guys, again, should contribute. Deontay Hardy as a weapon. Uh, Kamara out the backfield, Kamara running the football. Uh, from what I understand, um, that uh, Mark Ingram looks really good right now. I mean, he looks in really good shape, looks really good. Hopefully he can stay healthy through the season. Uh, they're still searching for another running back, and we still don't know what's going to happen with Kamara. We won't know that until on, on Monday. But uh, I like the way this offense is set up, and I'm telling you right now, Adam Troutman is going, to, is going to step up this year. Uh, this is the year for this kid to step up, and I think he's going to be a pretty darn good tight end before it's all said and done. Defense, we know what the defense is. Uh, the defense can be dominant if they're, if they're healthy. It starts up front uh, with the physicality, especially up the middle. We'll see how that plays out with the Saints. Uh, but I like this defense on all three levels. Uh, yeah, I'd like to see another linebacker in the, in the mix, but, again, that's going to play itself out. Uh, but I really like this team. I really do. And uh, with Jensen going down for the Bucks today, uh, that that again is you know helps the Saints that much more because why, how do you attack Tom Brady up the middle, okay so again they've lost a guard in the off season they lost they lose their starting center today, so uh, the the Bucks are a little weaker this afternoon than they were this morning. All right let's get let's head to the guest line joining us on the program to talk some Tulane we do it each and every week uh, with Gary Smith of the Wave Report and I've said it before folks. If you're a Tulane fan and you're not subscribing to the Wave Report, you're getting everything secondhand. You're getting everything from your buddy or, again, a friend of your buddy or maybe, your friend, Maybe again, when it makes it to the paper, it's getting there. If you truly love Tulane Athletics and you call yourself a, 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 a Green Wave fan, you got to be online with the Wave Report because you're getting everything first, not just to mention, again, the message boards where you can be, again, part of that Tulane family that's talking about what's going on with your team. Uh, again, the Wave Report, part of the Rivals Network. Make sure you subscribe. And join us on the program is Gary Smith. Gary, how are you, bud?
2: doing pretty good eric you you, you can tell my dedication cuz i just spent 7 hours on the american athletic conference virtual media day <laughs> listening to all huh. all, uh, all 11 schools um willie fritz uh michael pratt and nick anderson represented tulane this afternoon they just appeared about a little um, about an hour ago <laughs> right
0: well, let me ask you first of all why virtual instead of and yeah. i mean this is you know we're we're yeah. past the pandemic now instead of mm-hmm. doing this Face to face, as we've seen with other conferences. Of course, the SEC does a week. Uh, yeah, the AAC is doing a day. Uh, but why, why virtual?
2: I honestly think it's practical. Um, just that there there isn't a lot of interest. For I mean the, the AAC is not the SEC. There there just wouldn't be that many media that that, that have papers that would spend money to uh, to send them uh, to, to to cover it. I think it was it was a practical decision. I know the Sunbelt is doing one, um, which is a small smaller conference, but they're not they're not expected. The difference is <laughs> they're not expected to have very many people at it. The a you know the AAC talks about being a power six. Those, those terms are kind of going away anyway now. Um, but they recognize that if they were to have a media a day that was live, the difference would be would be dramatic because papers just aren't willing to, to, to foot the bill for, for for anything like that unless it's you know unless it's the SEC or the Big Ten right. or a conference like that. So I actually think it was practical. It, it helped the, the the schools prefer it because they don't have to you know, they don't have to. To leave so i i understand why people I mean, it, it, it does i mean first of all it's never been realistic anyway the aac there, there's a re, i mean the, the the big conferences have the big money they're the ones that get the most coverage that's not going to change if you have a live um event all it would have done i think if they'd had a live one, would have been people commenting on how few people actually attended it so so i that, i think that that's the reason they did it they were just being
0: practical makes sense that definitely makes sense. And yeah. again, the schools save money. They're not sending a coach mm-hmm. and players uh, to, a, to a designated um, uh, to city. And, of course, the uh, airfare and the uh, hotel mm-hmm. and everything else that goes along with that. So I can, I can definitely understand, understand that from that standpoint. Uh, what did uh, Coach Fritz have to say?
2: But, you know he's, he's uh,
0: nothing different i mean i talked
2: to him in the spring i didn't i didn't learn any anything new i mean he 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 talked again about tulane you know tulane had 10 players come in through the transfer portal six bit practice in the spring four more since then they lost one significant player which was Jeffrey johnson who's really the first player who's ever left uh, a starter tulane to, to to go to to go somewhere um and and he gave tulane four good years <laughs> before he entered the transfer portal so first just talk about how they, you know that's not the sign of a two and ten team that's the sign of a team who feels like that was an aberration and and and, and believes that they can contend for conference titles he, one of the first questions he was asked by the host was um what would it take for them to get back to six and six that level and he said that's not their you know that that's the bare minimum, but that's never been his goal. He wants to contend for a conference championship that has not happened under his watch yet. He still believes it can happen and he thinks that if things go right this year. That, that it can happen um, this season. So we'll find out. But, uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've heard all that stuff from them already, but the, the people talking, um, but a lot of people that don't cover him every day hadn't.
0: <laughs> sure, absolutely. Yeah. About Michael Pratt, um, what did he have to say uh, today? Well, I just think it's interesting
2: how much respect he gets, and it's justified, mm-hmm. but, you know, this is a guy who did not have success last year at all um, behind a porous offensive line when he was banged up. Dramatically, um, Athlon's magazine made him third-team All AAC, and, and and look, ten of the eleven teams in the conference returned their starting quarterbacks. So that's not that's not an insignificant deal. He was he's on the max the preseason watch list for the Maxwell Award, one of eighty-five players across the country at any position. Um, usually, the the returning quarterback for a two-and-ten team, and 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 a two and a team with Tulane has not had any national success in, in more than twenty years. That doesn't happen. So that kind of tells you the respect that. He has it. His whole thing is, you know, veiled criticism of uh, of Chip Long, Tulane's former offensive coordinator. Every time Michael Pratt talks, he talks about how much better the team morale is and how much more fun it is um, to to go to practice and to work out. He also singled out Tulane's new strength and conditioning program. He talked about how there've been no soft tissue ish injuries in the off season. They had a, they've had a problem with that in the past. They've had a problem with losing key guys during the season. He thinks the strength and conditioning program is advanced. Yeah, you hear all this usually from teams, but but, but he he's definitely an optimistic player uh, going into the fall.
0: And and a player that honestly again deserves the accolades mm-hmm. he's got. He does. He's uh, it's just I mean, he's been a one man because, band at times. Yeah, I mean I mean we saw what he could do
2: as a freshman. Um, he, he, he we saw instantly what he could do. Tulane was going nowhere, was losing to Southern Miss in their third game of the year. He comes in and they score touchdowns. I believe the first three or four times they have the, They had the ball in in that game. He's a dynamic player. He needs more help. He didn't get help from his offensive linemen or his receivers last year. I still have some concerns about the receiving crew, um, but they, you know, almost everybody's back. They've got a they've got a hope that they, you know, that year of work in the off season and the disappointment of last year will make those guys better. Um, but it, a healthy Michael Pratt, whose receivers are catching the ball, whose offensive line is blocking for him is an all conference caliber player and a difference maker at quarterback. We'll just see if Tulane puts him in position to be able to do that this year.
0: What do you what do you like about this team going into this season? Now, we, like, you're going to get a chance. Mm-hmm. What is it? Is it next week they start uh, fall yeah. camp? What, we next Wednesday,
2: next Wednesday,
0: first day of, yeah, it's a of Practice next it's Great more. to have you on next Thursday because you'll have at least yeah. one day to be able yeah. a couple days to look at them. But mm-hmm. well, just you know, I mean, w- without seeing them in, in camp this this in, in fall camp yet, mm-hmm. just your thoughts.
2: Yeah, what I like about them is they they have a fair amount of experience. Um, that was the other thing Willie Fritz mentioned. They've got you know they've got fifteen. Players on offense who've just started at least one game returning. They've got, I mean, um, there are not too many teams in the league that have a better linebacking duo than Nick Anderson and Dorian Williams, and that's proven that's not potential on the field. And then, and, yeah, Nick Anderson, he, he made a comment today. He, he missed about a few games last year with a high ankle sprain and was really. Ineffective for several others because of it. I, I didn't quite catch it. I'll have to replay the tape, but I believe he said he actually had a broken bone and really was playing. And he, he was just gutting it out, and then he suffered that injury against Ole Miss in the, in a game that was just a debacle all the way around early last season. And uh, yeah, that, with with, with a, a linebacking duo like that, the defense can go a lot of places. And, and, and like I mentioned, the the, the the transfer portal was was really good to to, to Tulane. They got a safety from Duke, Lummy Young. Who looked good in the spring? Um, They got a they got a quarterback um, cornerback Jarius Monroe, who's um, the younger brother of Darian Monroe, um, who 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 looked who played with a lot of confidence in the spring. They have a lot of experience on this team. Um, If you take if you accept, there's a lot of reasons why Tulane went two and ten last year. If the reasons. Are the hurricane displacement um, which was a legitimate factor that sent him to Memphis for a month, some dissension on the coaching staff um, with the, with an offensive coordinator who didn't really mesh with the players. If those were the problems this is not you, this was not a two and ten team last year it was it was it would have been a five hundred type team. With a lot of players coming back and a, a third-year starting quarterback and Michael Pratt, those are the reasons for optimism with this team. Um, it, that the two that the two and ten last year season was not an accurate reflection of their ability. If it was, they don't have they haven't done enough <laughs> to uh, to make a huge jump this year. But if but if, if that was the reason that they had such a rough se- rough time, then then they can easily make a big leap this year.
0: Do you like the skill positions on this team this year?
2: Yes, I I'm, I'm still iffy on the wide receivers. I mean, the other j the Spears this is a guy who could run for, I, I don't know, 1,500 yards easily <laughs> this year if he stays healthy. He, he was not healthy for most of last year coming back from his um, ACL tear the, the year before. I mean, The guy gained 264 yards against Memphis in, in the last regular season game and, and was just absolutely spectacular in, in that game. He, he's a true difference maker. So I, I like the running backs. I like Michael Pratt. I, I got to see a lot more from the wide receivers than, than, than I've seen to, to this point. Their best wide receiver last year was Shay Wyatt, who was a division two transfer um from central Missouri. Um Jaquan Jackson just he he was injured last year, played played all year, just this wasn't the same player, had had a really unproductive season at wide receiver could barely get on the field at times in the in the second half of the year. And this was a guy I thought was going to be an all conference caliber player. If he gets back to that level, that would help. And then the, the Watts twins they, they've got talent, but they've always been a little inconsistent, too. It, it's definitely a wait-and-see for me at the, at the wide receiver. And then the two transfers they brought in, mm-hmm. Lawrence Keyes from Notre Dame wasn't really healthy in the spring. And B.D. McDougal, um, who was Michael Pratt's teammate in in, in, in Florida in high school, that right. he helped recruit from Maryland, he was inconsistent in the spring. So I, I'll have to see feel- I have to see a lot more from those guys to really be excited about the, 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 the skill position players as a whole. But I'm certainly excited about Michael Pratt and, and Ty J. Spears.
0: What about the defensive side of the ball?
2: Yeah, I think, I think I, they'll be better than they were last year. Look, they, they they played really well against Oklahoma in the opener, and we've talked about this before. They they got their confidence completely shattered against Ole Miss when Ole Miss could have almost hung a hundred on them if they'd have wanted to. Nick Anderson went down in that game, and they just never really recovered um, from 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 that performance until until basically until November. I, I, I like this defense a lot better um, than the last couple of years. I think they their secondary they, they, they just Gave up. They gave up so many big plays. It was it was unbelievable the last two years. It, basically, if Tulane had a team in third and fifteen situation, you could see the first down coming, and you can't win that way. Um, it, it was almost remarkable how often it, it happened the last two years. Um, I think that'll that'll change this year. They've they've got more experience. I think bringing in like the two guys I mentioned, Lummy Young from Duke, mm-hmm. Jarius Monroe. Um, I, they, they're, I think their secondary will play with more confidence. You could just see the lack of confidence in their body language and the way they felt whenever they even had a team in good situations in the last two years. And, and if that gets fixed, I think they'll be pretty solid. Their defensive line has talent, has some depth. The linebackers again are 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 about as good as anybody in the league. Yeah. So it, it's really going to come down to that that secondary, and can they make crucial plays? They they just got to get off the field. They they, mm-hmm. they just could never ever ever get off the field when they needed to for the last two years.
0: And and I'm getting, it, I'm getting a am getting a, an email here uh, from a Tulane fan. Willie Fritz is is not on a hot seat, right? He's not.
3: Again,
4: I, <laughs> I, mean, I,
0: I I said the same thing. Just <laughs> people, because they won two he, games, he yeah. is not on a hot seat. He is
2: not on a hot seat, and I'm not like. I, I think I've, I've – look, I covered the University of Florida for 18 years. So I, I covered Steve Spurrier. I, 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 um, I, I saw the difference between really good coaches. I covered Ron Zook, who really struggled at Florida for, for three years after that. Willie Fritz is a very good coach. It's not that easy to win at Tulane. Um, but, again, that two-and-ten two season last year was, was an aberration. Now, can he, can he get Tulane to the championship level, which is what, of course, that's what all fans should want. I'm not sure. That that's that's a really tough ask at at Tulane. His record against the teams over five hundred or five hundred in conference has not been good in six years. But he's been (laughs) Tulane is usually at a talent disadvantage, no matter how well they're recruiting compared to Houston and UCF and Cincinnati. Those three teams are leaving (laughs) after this year. But Tulane's uh, Tulane's having to out execute their opponents because. From the top half of the league usually player for player is more talented than Tulane, regardless of of, of me of, of what coach tulane has and 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 that that and and that's and that that's an administrative thing mm-hmm. Tulane you know Tulane has to make a little bit more commitment to uh to bring in more guy give give, give their coaches more help in that department. Mm-hmm. but the problem at Tulane is not willie fritz that's for sure
0: yep uh, Tim, I hope that answers your question because I agree hundred percent with everything that um uh uh, that was just said and and honestly uh, again um i mean think about previous coaches uh you're not letting a guy like this go no I mean,
5: you, 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 you,
2: you, <laughs> and, and look not, at their respect he not, has around the, the, the industry they, they, and again Tulane, get what Everybody wants Tulane to be picked higher than that, but Tulane was picked seventh mm-hmm. in the in the media poll today. Usually, when you're Tulane and you're like, and I, I guarantee you, um, the the the, two, the three predecessors of Willie Fritz coming off a two and ten season would have mm-hmm. been picked either tenth or last or second to last for sure the next year. But the, but people just they, they know that Willie Fritz can coach and, and and get a lot out of his players.
0: <laughs> Definitely agree. Gary, always appreciate it. Thanks so much. i uh, looking forward to next week as, again, you get a chance to eyeball the team in, in fall practice. Tell the folks about your fantastic site, what you got coming up for us in the paper, and also, again, how they can follow you on social media.
2: Sure. And the website is Tulane.Rivals.com, thewavereport.com, the and I told you last week I was working on a piece. On the trans on all the what Tulane had done in the transfer portal every year since two, I think 2018, um, and uh, and and that is up there. So if you want to find out my analysis of how well Tulane's done in each of the last five years, um, that that is up on the site. And and next week, blanket coverage starts because I cover I cover it, it, you, you. see what you do in the time, in, in the newspapers that cover the Saints and, and how much attention they get. Mm-hmm. At least that and more on my website with daily practice reports. It, it, every word that any player says is, is in there, um, verbatim, quote for quote. So uh, that's, that's, this, is, this is my best time of the year on the website is preseason practice. So this is, this is the time to subscribe if you haven't already done it.
0: There you go. Make sure you subscribe if you're a two lane fan, at Gareth Smith on Twitter. Thank you, my friend. We'll check in with you next week. Thanks for having me on. Always. Gary Smith, uh, again, Waiverport, Picayune, Advocate, and NOLA.com. Don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating for the Market for a Generator. Their team are the, are the best around, uh, from planning to permits to inspections. Their dedicated generator team does it all. I mean, you don't have to do anything but pick your generator. And that's pretty easy, too, because Jason Burkhardt will come to your home, your business, sit down with you, uh, do a consultation, find out what you're looking for in terms of generator, then give you your options. You choose what you'd like. And then remember, you can finance it over time with low monthly notes. A new install quality check after one month, that's what Burkhardt does with everything they install for you. They want to make sure you, the customer, feel comfortable in operating the system, no matter what it is. And then, of course, uh, we, we, you know, again, they pride themselves on single-day installs. And, and, and I've seen it with my own eyes. Single-day installs. Come out, knock it out in a day. Generator's up. You're ready to roll. Also, again, 24-7, 365 emergency service. You need emergency service. They're there for you. And no excuses of, you know, wait, we're waiting on a part. No, the parts are already stocked in their warehouse in Mandeville. They'll be ready for you. You're, you're, when it's safe for them to come out and get you up and running, especially after a storm, they'll be there for you. Uh, Burkhart takes care of the whole process for you when it comes to your generator a sales and service to their business. That's Burkhardt, acpromise.com. ACpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana family of restaurants Bobby Bear's Cajun Canada restaurant, also Oceana. Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery and the Hideout Bar, all are open seven days a week. All are open late for lunch and dinner. Oceana open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Get out there and enjoy a cocktail. Or, again, uh, one of their famous menu items at, again, each one of their locations. All part of the family of restaurants uh, that belong to the Oceana Group. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock this evening. Uh, Coming up next, John Hendricks of Sports uh, Illustrated Now. Also, again, Boot Crew Media. He'll join us next on the program. Don't move.
3: New Orleans, the North Shore, and worldwide at NashFM1061.com. Country for Life, 1061, Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by eBay Motors. Ray Malhotra here. I don't cook much, but when I need ingredients for my car, eBay Motors has 122 million options. So whether I toasted my transmission or cooked my
2: clutch, eBay Motors has all the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors, let's ride.
4: 10 Eastbound delays a solid from Loyola to Veterans and delays pick-back up on 10 Eastbound from Orleans to the High Rise. 10 Westbound delays a solid from Elysian Fields to Canal and delays pick-back up on 10 Westbound from just past Causeway to veterans. If you're traveling on the 610 on the westbound side, delays are solid from just before Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge. And on the eastbound side, look out for backups along the westbound along the West Bank Expressway and the Crescent City connection with delays stretching from Stumpf Boulevard to the Claiborne Earhart exit. And if you're traveling westbound along the Pontchartrain Expressway, delays are steady from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Delette exit. I'm Ed Robinson broadcasting from the attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center.
0: back to Inside New Orleans, brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants. This half hour brought to you by Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving uh, lunch and dinner, seven days a week for you. Uh, incredible cocktails. And, and look, tales of the cocktails in town. I've been telling you now, if you're going to be out and about, uh, you're going to find, again, a, a world-famous mixologist. Uh, Brandon Basser is going to be out there. And uh, ask him, man. i tell you. <laughs> They know about the. They already know about the great bartenders here in New Orleans, okay? the, the uh, And they got them over at all the Oceana family restaurants. The cocktails are absolutely fantastic. Uh, Cajun Creole cuisine uh, as part of their menu, but, again, so much more on those menus. Not one but two Bourbon Street balconies to um, dine in, but also, look, you're in the 200 block of Bourbon Street. So uh, you get on one of those Bourbon Street balconies, uh, and, you know, that's where all the action is. So you can have a party right there. There's a there's adjoining... Um, Uh, Those adjoining private rooms that that are right there by the um, that are right uh, connected to the balconies. And then, of course, you got a private restroom as well. Uh, They got a beautiful French Quarter courtyard. Uh, Again, beautiful by day, spectacular by night. The picture windows that overlook Bourbon Street. Again, you're you're able to, you know, do a little people watching. I mean, it's just a beautiful restaurant just to kind of hang out at and just grab a few cocktails, maybe sabotage. Again, the full blown meal. Hey, to find out more. Go to nolacookery.com. That's nolacookery.com. Again, friends, family. Again, maybe trying to close that business deal. Just hanging out in the French Quarter. Head on over to Old, Old New Orleans Cookery. Uh, again, it's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery, part of the Oceana family of restaurants. All right, joining us for the program now. Uh, he was at camp again today. Um, he's all over. <laughs> John Hendricks is with, uh, uh, with uh, Saints News. He's uh, part of Fan Nation at uh, SI uh, Nile. He's also part of Boot Crew Media. Um, he's got so much going on, uh, and he gave us a few minutes of his time today to kind of give us his synopsis of what he's seen thus far at camp. John, welcome to the show.
6: Eric, appreciate you having me as always. Hope you're doing well, friend.
0: Doing fantastic, My man. I didn't miss anything, did I? Is there anything else you're writing you're doing now as well? <laughs> Boot Crew <laughs> no, Media, sure. uh, SI Now, Saints I, News?
6: SI and Boot Crew. No, nah, man, those are the two main things that I do, and, uh, you know, so I appreciate you you asking and... Be willing to plug
0: anything that I do do. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Got him. look. You work hard. Get out. Get it out there so folks can, can find it. And of course, uh, we'll, we'll let you know about uh, at John at John J. Hendricks on, on on Twitter. You can follow everything he's doing. John, uh, the first two days of camp, uh, you know, very uneventful for the most part. Uh, guys just trying to get their footing. We, again, we'll find it when the rubber hits the road. Once they once they get the pads on and start hitting, but. You've been at, a, at a, you've been in, in, the, in the in the at Saints Camp with Peyton at the helm, and now with Dennis Allen. Compare and contrast, if you would.
6: Yeah, look again. I think there are some similarities, but at the same time, there are definitely some differences. You know, I think the biggest thing that I've, I've learned about DA is just the nuances and the attention to detail. Not that Sean wasn't, but he did it in his own way. And I think Dennis is a guy that is no nonsense, just in the sense of let's get our work done, right? And let's focus, let's get this done. You know, I remember there's times in minicamp, you know, he didn't like the way this team got to the huddle or got out from broke the huddle, you know, just different things. Some of the things, if they were looking a little lethargic or looking a little lazy, you know, he'd make sure he puts his stamp on it. I mean, the thing is, he's been with his team and this organization 12 of the past 16 years. So he absolutely knows what to expect here. And, you know, I, I tell you, one of the things that I looked at too um, today In particular, and again, it could be, you know, because it's been a long time, right? But, you know, some of the family members were there, the players today out in practice, and that's just something that DA made it a point this year. He's like, yeah, we'll have families here of teams uh, or some of the players that we have. So Andy Dalton had a pretty good following today. I thought it was a pretty nice gesture to just, you know, him valuing the family aspect of things, and especially for a player like Dalton, who's kind of, you know, obviously a veteran, gone a lot of different places. So, I mean, those are a you've that, you know, you could say here neither neither they're there, um, and, but I think V.A. has got a, a good grasp on this team. He's very intelligent. He knows what to expect here, um, being that he's been with New Orleans, and so I think we're in for a, a, a good ride here.
0: Um, players or player that has stuck out to you over the last two days?
6: Uh, I think there's two. Obviously, I think the biggest thing that you've got to start with is Michael Thomas. You know, look, he looks absolutely fantastic. And, uh, you know, of course, I don't think you've got 100% Mike in the sense of his participation yet, which is okay. But, you know, that was a shock yesterday. And I think that's obviously the biggest storyline of camp right now is that, look, he looks absolutely fantastic right now. And, uh, you know, that's a great sign for this offense, particularly where they were last year in wide receiver. Um, I think he's one that obviously you got to start with there. Uh, Second person, I'd say Taysom Hill. You know, look, this is a guy coming off a Lis Frank injury, as uh, surgery. That is not an easy thing to do, and and he obviously faced this injury in college. But you know, the fact that he's out there and running the way he is, and just there's no limitation. Um, you know, got a little nicked up today when he came back on the field. So, uh, you know, but look, he's he's having fun out there. I think he looks great. I think he's underrated as a tight end coming into this league. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, the gimmick player and. You know, say what you want, but I think he's in for a really good thing, a good season here. And then lastly would be Peyton Turner. I mean, this is back to that days that I think he's looked outstanding. Being in camp, just uh, getting after the passer, um, just being able to bull rush. I mean, he pushed over Gerald Hawkins like nobody's business today. I mean, it was just. Things that you love to see out of a guy like that who's really hungry, chomping at the bit to do something for this pass rush that's already really good right now. So those would be the top three. Honorable mention would be rookie DeMarco Jackson. I think he's had two of the best plays in camp so far, breaking up a Taysom Hill pass, or a catch yesterday, and then today just getting a sack on kind of what would have been, if you will, quote-unquote, the play of the day uh, with Dalton trying to find Deontay Hardy. But Alante Taylor had some pretty good coverage on it.
0: John Hendricks is with us. John, talk about uh, the quarterback position with uh, with Jameis Winston and now Andy Dalton backing him up. Yeah, look, uh, I think Jameis Winston,
6: look, he's one of those that I know a lot of people have talked about, oh, hey, are you going to take a, a small, smaller reps or you are going to be on a pitch count or are you going to play in the preseason? And Jameis has kind of met this head on and said, hey, look, I want to play as much as I can, right? And, and I understand that, and, and I think that when you look at Jameis, he's, he's all in and he is um, completely different than a lot of people probably remember him at Tampa. And I think that's the thing that we got to remember is to get that out of your mind, because this is a guy who's the first one in the building. He's the last one to leave today. um, Man, he was out on the field still and, and practices over for almost an hour and a half. Right. And so that's pretty crazy to see a player with that type of dedication still working Still trying to get better. Um, And I'll tell you that, you know, Adam Troutman kind of said it the best today. He just talked about, you know, Winston and just talking about that, look, he's working so hard, rarely see somebody that works as hard as him, and he's very intentional about everything that he does. And I think that's the big nuance is that you could say, okay, this is a guy who's been sitting behind your grease, and he understands that the attention to detail that he knows. And you talk to all the wide receivers. Jameis tells you where he needs you to be. He tells you where he's going to put the ball. He tells you where the placement's going to be. He gets everybody lined up, all these types of things. I think that speaks volumes about where he's at from a maturation standpoint and obviously where he's at from a player standpoint. And Look, Andy Dalton is a very capable backup. I mean, if you had Dalton on your team last year with everything that happened, I think the Saints would have obviously been in the playoffs. I think it would have been way more continuity, obviously. But, you know, again, it's, uh, again, moot point because of, Everything that's happened, but uh, you know, this year I think their quarterback outlook is really strong. And I could tell you that I it would see them making a case to
0: keep only two. Hmm, interesting, interesting. Um, uh, Penning, um, he looks the part uh, on 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 the screen. How does he? How does he move? How does he getting around? Does he look like a guy that again could be a starting tackle for this team?
6: I don't think he's going to start Week One. I, I just don't see it yet. And, of course, things can change because they don't have the pads on. A lot of things can change there. But, look, I, I think this is James Hurst's job until it's not. Um, I think that Penning still has some, a way to go on the pass protection side of it. Um, you know, was getting some, some first-team reps there towards the end, uh, you know, playing at left tackle. I think that's an area where, obviously, he's just going to have to be solid and consistent. And, I mean, look, if you're going to get better at some aspect, look, you got you got to start – by going up against his premier pass rushing talent, and that's what he's going to be able to do. And so, look, I think James Hurst, Hurst has, has earned the shot to, to be the blindside protector for James Winston. I think that he's really uh, somebody that, you know, a lot of fans don't realize that he started a lot of games for Baltimore when he played for them. He's done everything that the Saints have asked him to do and then some, and so uh, I expect this battle to probably heat up later, but as of right now, there is nothing that I would say propinning uh, that would say, oh, man, this guy's going to start week one for uh in place of, of James Hurst and be that guy that starts the left tackle. But, you know, things could change. Remember 2013, Charles Brown, his mm-hmm. game kind of went to hell, and uh Teron Armstead went in, in form late in the season. So could be one of those I've seen enough situations if it gets that bad, but we'll see.
0: Talk a little bit about, if you would, the defense specifically the defensive backfield. We know that Tyron Matthew is, is not in camp, but Marcus May has come back from his um, uh, from his surgically repaired uh, Achilles tendon. Um, uh, talk about again the corners and the safeties so far again, because that's one of those ones you know, guys just matching up even without pads. As you can kind of see, you know what what's what what's what in camp.
6: Yeah, look, I will say this that I think this is the deepest. And best secondary this team had, and I, I don't know how long.
7: Um, man,
6: I, I just don't—I don't know if there's there's really much else to say. Just just in the fact that you know you got Marshawn Lattimore and Paulson and Debo. I think Debo and and uh, and Bradley Roby are obviously going to probably be back and forth in kind of that rotation like they did last year. But you know, Debo's up and coming. He's he's got some things he's worked on. Obviously, same thing with Bradley Roby. He's a veteran in this league, but. You got some real awesome production from Marshawn Lattimore last year, especially guys that sign these big contracts. And, you know, Mickey Loomis had talked about it the other night just talking about, hey, sometimes when you get these guys that sign them, they kind of back off a bit. But, you know, unfortunately, it was one of those that, hey, uh, I think they got the most out of him. And so you add Lante Taylor to the mix, a guy that can fly on the field, somebody that's learning that number four role in the corner spot, and he's somebody that can play in the slot, special teams outside. And then you move to the back end. Uh, Tyron Matthew, I think, gives an element to this safety group that they haven't had. Not that Marcus Williams and Malcolm Jenkins weren't beloved and, and weren't doing great, but I think he and Marcus may definitely have a lot more versatility to their game, which is going to show up a lot on film. you got C.J. Gardner-Johnson. He's in a contract here. We know what he brings in the slot. Um, P.J. Williams, a lot of guys not really talking about him just because he's a solid backup option, really, and he could play a lot of different roles for you. Uh, Daniel Sorensen, a veteran that's, that, you know, again, I think he's going to have a, a tougher time just because of some of these guys that are up and coming like Bryce Thompson that uh, that could potentially challenge him a good bit. And then you have Justin Evans, and then nobody, you know, we forget about Smoke Monday, an undrafted guy. So, again, on paper and just everything we've seen, this group is, is solid. Chris Richard has done wonders. And a lot of times when I talk to these players, one of the things that sticks out is that their ability to slow down the game for them, which really helps them out in the long run. So uh, I'm, I'm as optimistic as everything about this secondary this defense in particular, but man, this is probably the best they've been. And I don't know how
0: long. Um, Talk about Michael Thomas. How does he look so far?
6: Yeah, it looks fantastic. He's in great shape right now. Um, You know, look, I think, like you said earlier, that he's not doing, uh, he's not going, I think, It's 100% in in the sense that he's taken all the reps, right? And there's points where he's doing some work, doing some drills, not too much on the contact, like when they are doing 11-on-11 stuff or 7-on-7. Wasn't partaking in that today. And, again, I don't think there's any rush there. Um, You know, I think that's the thing to take away, is that that's not a a horrible thing um, to to say. Just the fact that he's back on the field, he's running routes, he's running hard. He's cutting on the dime. He's determined and focused. Um, you know, the other day he was running a, a rep, and, you know, the first time he had it, he had a drop. He went in back and did it again. Didn't like the way he came out of his break. Came back and did it a third time to make sure he affected that, right? And so, uh, again, I know it sounds cliche. It sounds like, oh, well, yeah, that's what you would expect. But a guy like Michael Thomas, who hasn't played in a long time and – you know, I don't want to say it's been forgotten about. I think he's going to to wake up a lot of people around the league. And, look, this offense is going to be designed a lot about what he's able to do. Um, and then you add on Jarvis Lane, and Chris Alave in, in, into that mix. Man, it's a, a scary thought and considerably better than where they were last year.
0: Any thoughts on, on Alvin Kamara as, again, his hearing is on Monday?
6: Yeah, the first thing is, that, you know, in talking to Mickey, we don't um, – you know, obviously we're not sure if he's going to be at the hearing on Monday. That's the thing. And there's been a lot of chatter. Some people have talked about discipline, you know, the personal conduct policy of the NFL. Even if he escapes uh, any type of, of legal output, he could still face a six-game suspension because of his personal conduct policy. So I don't know if, if that's the thing. If the first domino is does he get any type of legal pro- of problems? And, and obviously, you know, where Las Vegas is, you know, I think they try to make examples out of some guys like that. And so that's the first dominant of the fall. Then the league discipline part, that's not really a, a fast thing. Um, you know, another point I'll reference is Marcus May has an impending a, a DUI case against him that came from February 2021. And it's 2022, and his next hearing is August 24th. I mean, these things take some time. I don't know if that he gets suspended this year. I think things are on the up and up for this season Um, could change obviously if something happens, but you know, maybe it's the year after or maybe nothing happens at all. But, you know, I think the league has their hands full right now too, with Deshaun Watson stuff and a lot of things that are going on there. Um, Not to say that what happened with Camara isn't something that you just overlook, but look, August 1st is the next telltale date for us. We'll see Mm -hmm. if he's there at camp on Monday and then we'll kind of go from there.
0: Yep. No doubt. I always appreciate your time, my friend. Tell the folks about everything you're involved in, how they can follow you on social media.
6: Yeah, um, first and foremost, all the written coverage over at Sports Illustrated for Fan Nation at St. News Network. Easiest way I can tell you, go to St. Media. Um, all the coverage there. It's not just me. You know, we've got a great group of writers that do things there. Um, and then, you know, check me out on Twitter at John J. Hendricks. It's Hendricks just like Jimmy. Hendricks spelled the right way, not like the gin. And, uh, oh, come on now, that's a sponsor videos. of my show, John, come on. <laughs> I'm kidding, not like the gin, but you know, and that's that sort of saying, that's not how it's spelled, because I know right. ICKS is kind of one of those things. <laughs> but, um,
0: we're going to send but, you but, yeah, a bottle of Hendrick's Neptune, your gin for that one. <laughs> all
6: right, yeah, shout out to Hendrick's Gin and Rex Cousins. Um, but yeah, and then you can follow all the video work I do on Boot Crew Media, we're actually about to go live for a show here in a little bit, and just, uh, recap a little bit of day two and talk a little bit about it.
0: And how, and how can they find you on the Boot Crew Media Show?
6: Yeah, online? if you go on to, uh, yeah, online YouTube channel, that's the easiest way. It's Boot Crew, K-R-E-W-E. If you're from the the area, mm-hmm. you know that's how you sure. spell crew, right? And then um, just like, subscribe. And you'll find us there. We've got tons of content. It's not just state. It's Pell's. It's college. Right. It's mm-hmm. anything imaginable that you really at you, It's college. It's college a whole variety of different things. So check us out there, and then obviously find us on Twitter, uh, and and we'll be able to kind of have some fun.
0: There you go. Appreciate the time, bud. Check in with you soon.
6: All right. Thanks, Eric. Appreciate you as always.
0: There you go. There goes John Hendricks. All right. Uh, uh, don't forget, again, about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. If your AC breaks down, Burkhardt will be there for you. It doesn't matter what type of system you have at your home or business. They are authorized to service it. That's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. That's acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Go to a company you have trusted for decades. Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cage Academy kind of Restaurant, and the Hideout Bar. All are open seven days a week. All are open late. Get out to enjoy a cocktail, a great meal at one of the Oceana family of restaurants. We'll be right back. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in an authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week, Order online for delivery at MamboNola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Hi, Eric Asher here with my good friend Mike Della the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say, Eric? Hey, Mike, you know what my prescription medication, the TikTok Cafe, have in common? What's that? They cause drowsiness, dizziness, nausea, cramps, diarrhea, blurred vision, muscle aches, gas, heartburn, upset stomach, constipation, weight changes, decreased sex drive, impudence, dry mouth, ringing in the ears, depression... Oh yeah, and suicidal thoughts. It's the TikTok Cafe, Causeway I 10 in Metternich. Oceanic Grill, Bourbon and Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open 7 days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner, fantastic cocktails that will amaze, come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard, and we have 5 private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining our your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street.
3: Oh, 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 O'Reilly! When was the last time you changed your spark plugs? Replacing your spark plugs can restore the efficiency and performance of your vehicle. Stop by and get a $12 O'Reilly Auto Parts gift card after mail-in rebate when you purchase four or more select Iridium spark plugs. Get better performance with new spark plugs from your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store or O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly! Auto Parts. Staples has everything for school at great prices. So this year you won't go back to school. You'll be ready to move forward into art class.
4: A four-foot replica of the Statue of Liberty using elbow macaroni.
3: With glue and art supplies from Staples. By tomorrow. Right now, 24-count Crayola crayons and poly pocket folders are just 50 cents each and one-inch binders are only $1.99. Everything on your list at amazing prices. Staples, we're not going back. We're going forward to school. And 27 in-store, only limit 30.
6: Have you looked at your website lately and said, gosh, this needs work, or maybe you've just been putting off building a website for your business? Well, don't stress. Cumulus Digital is here to help. Our custom designed and comprehensive website packages include everything you need, including links to your social media, Google search, and we even drive customers straight to you. Starting at just $1,500 to build and low monthly hosting and maintenance costs starting at just $85, we'll take care of it all. Go to nolacumuluscares.com today and get started.
0: All right, we want to thank uh, Gary Smith and John Hendricks for joining us in hour number one. Hour number two, we'll have Jordy Colada, the Jordy Colada Show, and Les East at Presbyteesports.com joining us. Uh, you're listening to Inside New Orleans, brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, and the Hideout Bar. All are open seven days a week. All are open for uh, lunch and dinner, Oceana for lunch, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and, of course, fantastic cocktails. Get out there and enjoy a meal, the Oceana Family of Restaurants. We'll be right back. at Old New Orleans Coloury.
1: Yeah. Hey,
3: Yeah.
4: The truth is what you're good at.
0: Hour number two of Inside New Orleans, 106.1 FM, Nash Icon, taking you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. I'm Eric Asher. Thanks for being there. iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, Nash FM 106.1, and uh, ericasher.com on the World Wide Web. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchor's our home base, but again, we're on all podcasting apps. Search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. And then, of course, um, don't forget about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports uh, Ross Jackson joined us on the program. If you missed us at 1 o'clock this afternoon on the TV YouTube page or, again, live on WLAE, uh, check us out tonight at 6 o'clock on LE, 10 o'clock on The Deuce, Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on LAE, uh, Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on The Deuce, Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. It'll be up on our social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Ash on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram at, at some point this evening. And it's already up on the WLETV YouTube page. It will be up on our, uh, our website, ericasher.com, probably by the end of the weekend. So, again, you can check that out at your leisure. I um, want to thank, again, our guest in the first hour. It was, um, uh, of course, Gary Smith and John Hendricks, Jordy Kolodak jumping in at 5.15 for the Jordy Kolodak Show. And then we'll finish up with, again, award-winning journalist, Les East. Uh, of sports.com and Saturday down south that'll happen at 5:35. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana family of restaurants. Uh, we've talked to you a little bit about our good friends over at Bobby Bear's Cajun Canada Restaurant at Old New Orleans Cookery. Of course, don't forget about Mambo's, the hideout bar, and yes, the mothership, the one that started it all, Old New Orleans Cookery. Uh, 205 Bourbon Street, Bourbon and Conti. Um, Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant by Everyday Dining by TripAdvisor. And they are open seven days a week, and they are open late. Breakfast, lunch, dinner served over at Oceana. New Orleans' best breakfast. Come on in and enjoy it. Uh, I'm telling you, if you're a breakfast lover, you will love the breakfast at uh, at Oceana. It will be your go-to breakfast place. Uh, so many different ways to enjoy breakfast over at Oceana. Traditional breakfast. And then, of course, uh, the world-famous crepes. So many, so many um, uh, uh, uh Great, great menu items for breakfast and, of course, lunch and dinner uh, as well. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest. There's a little bit of an overlap. Uh, breakfast is again from 8 a.m. until 1 p.m. Dinner, from, I mean, lunch from 10 a.m. until 4 p.m. Dinner from 4 p.m. until 1 a.m. Don't forget about the incredible cocktails uh, that are served up by, again, some of New Orleans' great mixologists uh, and also a uh, fantastic um, uh, place to be able to hold next event. Five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to um, uh, uh, 120 guests. And of course, they use that as an overflow for dining on days where they don't have an event. I'm telling you right now, let Oceana put an event on for you. Uh, they're, uh, they're, they're, uh, uh, the folks, that again, that are handling just the events itself are second to none. Uh, they have... Uh, Again, a wide array of menus for you to choose from. And then, of course, the staff is, again, into it. and It will be fun. Uh, It will be something that, again, you'll remember for a long, long time. Uh, Remember also, Oceana has a fantastic courtyard, an authentic French Quarter courtyard. Beautiful by day, spectacular by night. It's also dog-friendly. Great place to be able to, again, uh, take friends in from out of town, head over there with your family. Maybe you're trying to close that business deal. Maybe it's your first date. Uh, get on over to Oceana Grill. Remember, oceanagrill.com is how you can find out more about the restaurant. It's always a great time off Bourbon Street at Oceana Grill. Open 8 a.m. until 1 a.m. daily. All right. Want I uh, want to give a couple, just a couple of notes here. Uh, we've been talking about Quan Alexander uh, nonstop. Uh, since the off season, uh, Quan Alexander signs with the New York Jets today. He will play with the Jets this year. Uh, again, the Saints, uh, from what I understand, never offered him a contract. Um, and uh, unfortunate, look, I talked about it last night on social media. I thought the Saints would rue the day that they don't sign this guy. Just simply, again, his leadership, his speed, uh, his uh, his uh, even as uh, again as a backup and a guy that's going to play some. Uh, you, you would like to see him come back. He goes back to Raleigh. He goes back to Coach Sala, uh, his coach for the San Francisco 49ers, who is now the head coach of the Jets. Uh, Quan Alexander is is now a New York Jet. So uh, that ship has sailed for, for the Saints. Second, two days of uh, Saints camp in the books now. And, uh, of course, we'll talk to Les East, who was there today uh, this evening, about that at 535, so stick around for that. Uh, Jason Williams, uh, District Attorney for the City of New Orleans, has been acquitted on all uh, counts along with his law partner when it, when it came to tax evasion. Uh, so, again, he is, uh, he is safe now and uh, will become, a, a, again, a strong political figure in this city now. There's no doubt about it. Uh, there's, he is on a hot seat because of, again, the way the District Attorney's Office has been run. Uh, but he does not have this case hanging over his head anymore, and uh, I'm sure that uh, he is going to flex whatever political muscle he has going forward. Uh, hopefully, again, he'll get the district attorney's office cleaned up here and get it on the right track. Uh, Cannizzaro had it rolling and, had, and was putting people in jail, uh, complete opposite when uh, when Williams got in, but hopefully then uh, we'll see now with his total focus on the, o- on the office that maybe we can see a change. That's a six-year term, remember, uh, for the district attorney's office, so he's got a long way uh, to in terms of, again, being the district attorney for the city of New Orleans. Also, again, I mentioned it yesterday on the way out, uh, the mayor is off for another junket. Next week, he, she will be in Singapore for the entire week. Uh, it's amazing to me. I'm blown away. Uh, again, with everything that's going on in this, in this city right now, uh, it's not the time to be traveling nationally, nationally or internationally. Uh, this is the third trip in, 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 in what, almost two months. Uh, it was Switzerland, and then it was uh, the French Riviera a couple of weeks ago, and now it's, it's Singapore for the week. Um, she had supposed to have a press conference today on on another subject uh but ultimately again the, the press was locked out. I guess she didn 't want to answer any questions about the uh the travel and um, uh, I thought the most interesting thing about all, about the, the the travel situation with um uh w- with Latoya Cantrell was the fact that uh, government watchdog matt Mcbride and you should give him a follow on e- on either uh, on either on uh, facebook or on um, on Twitter. Uh, he tweeted out last night that she has not given the uh, the, the council nor, again, uh, the, the public the opportunity to be able to see, again, how much it's cost the citizens of this city uh, to be able to foot the bill, not just for the last three trips, but the trips going all the way back into her first term. She's five years in as mayor, and she has not filed the, the proper paperwork. Uh, with the city to let the city know what the costs were for, again, her other national international trips. So, I mean, uh, you take it for what it's worth there. But uh, the mayor, once again, on the road next week, an entire week in Singapore. And um, I'm just saying, you know, we, the people have to get fed up. Uh, again, there's no reason why, in, in today's day and age, with Zoom, Internet, uh, the ability to be able to meet online, uh, that, again, a a, a a head of a city, of a, of a state should be have to travel international and have the have the citizens fit the bill for this uh it it really is um, uh it reeks of cronyism and it's unnecessary because again it 's not just the mayor going it 's an entourage <laughs> that 's going right uh and of course uh, uh you know- supposedly she again she took her tickets and and um, and, and moved and 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 moved them up to first class for that- tri- trip to switzerland it 's just a complete mess, ladies and gentlemen it just is and Honestly, she just doesn't care. She's going to do what she wants to do. She's term limited, and uh, the city be damned. And it's just it's unfortunate because now we need leadership more than ever, and, uh, and, and she's seeing the world on the taxpayer's dime. Very, very frustrating. All right, let's turn our attention back to sports. Joining us on the program now from Baton Rouge, his, his show is an outstanding show. And, look, I tell you this all the time. Uh, maybe, again, 7-9, and you can't catch the show. I hope you can if again, if you're available 7 to 9, you got the time, man, do yourself a favor. Start the morning off right, uh, again, with the Geordie Collada Show. But if you, if you can't, it's on YouTube. You can watch it watch it again whenever you get an opportunity. Stay in tune with what they're doing on, on social media because I think, again, they're one of the best, again, at promoting their show via social media. Clips of the show throughout the day, some of the best guests you're going to find in, in all the state are on the Geordie Collada Show on a daily basis, and the dude is breaking news. Jordy Collada joins us on the program now. Jordy, how are you?
6: Hey, good to be back. Thanks for having me, man.
0: Good to have you. Look, before we start with Saints and LSU, I want to talk about Maravich and 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 of course his his uh, statue that went up the other day. I had Ron Higgins on. Of course, you know Ron. His dad was the SID for uh, for the um, LSU basketball team back when uh, when when Pete was playing. So Ron got a chance to see again all of Maravich's games during his time at LSU. And, and we had a long conversation about it, and the, the frustrating thing for me is, again, first of all, it's a lot like the Dale Brown court thing. You just can't get it done right, okay? Uh, always going to be some kind of contrary, but, but to have that statue in storage for six years until they could figure out again whether, whether, you know, when, when they were going to put that thing up, uh, it's just a slap in the face. And look, I, I take it a step further because I've talked about it here in New Orleans. You know, Maravich's jersey was retired by the New Orleans Pelicans, and it should be hanging in the raft of the Smoothie King Center, and it's not. The Bensons took it down when they did the renovations and never put it back up. Uh, They have the Superdome Wall of Fame, which I know you're familiar with, again, with Maravich and Ricky Jackson and Marchie Manning and, uh, again, uh, uh, Jim Fink's. Also, Eddie Robinson was, was, was on that on that Wall of Fame. Uh, and, of course, they able to put the Wall of Fame back up. Yes, they have the Ring of Honor, but that's just for Saints. That's not for, again, contributions to that particular building. So, again, it's not one, it's not two, it's three times now within the state of Louisiana there's a little bit of a slap in the face to, them, to, to the legacy of Pete Maravich and to Pete Maravich's family, you know, not having the uh, jersey hanging from the rafters, not having his name prominently, again, in the Superdome where it belongs. And then, of course, the... You know the consternation over getting the statue put up. It's just, it's just, it's mind blowing.
7: No, it was. Look, and look, we we, we talked about this with Dale Brown Court, and and I heard you coming in. I mean, you know, look, this is a, a typical South Louisiana job. on, you know, I mean, it's 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 highly political, and it was you know board of directors and, and votes and, and political favors and all of the stuff that Louisiana is known for was tied up in in when this this statue was going to uh you know be be you know a, go up on on campus and uh you know like you said it had been sitting around for uh six years in in a facility ready to go and um look like, i mean don't overthink it the the building is named after him uh he is well recognized as the the most you know one of the most recognizable names and faces uh to come out of the university. Uh, and, and and deserves to be honored for that, um, but you know, in true LSU fashion, uh, there's always a little bit of a uh, a, a but to 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 how they try to honor their their greats and and how they go about doing it. Yeah,
0: just a little frustrating, and you know, I, I see the Maravich family, and, I, and they've gone through these things a couple of times, right? I mean, I was there when they dropped the, uh, the when they dropped the. Um, uh, the jersey down in the Smoothie King Center. I was there when, again, they unveiled Pistol Pete's name on on, on the on the Superdome Ring of Honor, and I tend to get a little frustrated if I'm the marriage fan and saying, "Wait a minute! You're giving my dad this honor. You're giving my ex, you know, my my uh, my, my uh, husband again, uh, who had, who had died. She's a, obviously a widow, uh, and of course remarried now." And, and but yet again you give it but yet you take it back <laughs> and it just frustrates the heck out of me as as again a guy that grew up revering Pete Maravich got a chance to to be able to watch him uh, you know a little bit at LSU but again uh, again uh, a lot of uh, again in the dome when he was when he was a member of the New Orleans Jazz and uh, just kind of frustrating again uh, you know for somebody that has revered what he did uh, in the game of basketball and also for the state of Louisiana as
7: well no absolutely i, I think he He gave to the state and what he did for basketball in the state, the reputation for the state uh, will live on forever. You know, I think anytime anybody references LSU basketball, anybody talks about the New Orleans Jazz, anybody talks about basketball in this state, you know, Pistol Pete will always be synonymous with that. He should be, um, you know, well remembered, well honored, and um, you know, after the building being named after him and Mm -hmm. his his number going up in the Raptors at LSU, the statue going up. Uh, they definitely need to revitalize all of that stuff down in New Orleans because he deserves it. Um, I agree. means that much to 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 the overall culture of the game.
0: And look, I understand that again he's he's in the he's in Champion Square, but he should be in Champion Square, okay? I mean, you know, I, I get it. Should he? But he should be in Champion Square. But uh, we'll 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 put that on 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 rest for a moment. I do want to ask you. Uh, it, it, it's starting now. Uh, Brian Kelly was at the Baton Rouge Rory Club the other day, which is always a big deal for again the LSU football coach. How do you think he did? I thought he did
7: okay. You know, like he he was dealing with an eye infection that he was pretty open about. He he was brief in his comments, and he he you can tell he understands the weight of the position. I think that he knows that there is an urgency for LSU football to be reestablished as you know one of the dominant brands in college football, and you know this 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 may be. Um, you know his first, you know, as, as going into his first year, there's going to be some challenges to get LSU back there, and he explained that. He also talked about some things that, you know, are happening off the field like transfer portal and NIL, and you know things that are affecting the game. And, um, you know, I, I thought that, you know, for the most part, he he held the room quite well. You, can, I mean, look, this one one thing that you don't have to worry about anymore with with, with L, the LSU football coach is. Um, you know the public relations I think that Brian Kelly is 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 so airtight on being um, you know presentable and how he delivers his message and the thought behind his words um, and, and really is is, is easy to uh, listen to and, and you know he's very um, you know gives good explanations when when, when he's speaking so I, I think that he, he really did do a good job in that room, but he was dealing a you know with an eye infection that was holding him back a little bit. So it was brief, um, but you know, all in all, I, I thought that uh, it was a success.
0: Um, there have been off-season workouts for the for the football team. Um, it's been what almost two months now where they've been doing strength and conditioning work. Do you know the participation has been a hundred percent participation for that?
7: Oh, absolutely, it has been a hundred percent, and this. Uh, You know, we've had some guys that have come through uh, the studio over the last couple of of weeks, and, you know, they've been, uh, you know, really glowing about how the the, the strength and conditioning program has really changed their body, and they can feel it and and see it on the field, and, um, you know, I mean, Tommy Moffitt was always synonymous with LSU, his face will always be. Uh, you know, on on you know, kind of the backdrop of LSU football, but you know, after 20 years in in anything, that, that that's a that's a time that there could be some change that's needed. And you know, that that strength department turnover was, um, you know, that was shocking for a lot of people. But Jake Flint and his staff come in here and really, you know, change the way that they do some things, and they're really getting a lot of good results here, judging by what what, what the players are saying. That's
0: interesting. You know, uh, new conditioning coach for Tulane. They were worried about soft tissue injuries. Obviously, again, uh, the Saints go in and grab Alabama strength and conditioning coach. And, of course, LSU, again, with the new all, – all three of these teams, local teams with strength and new strength and conditioning coaches. And a lot of it has to do, again, with, again, these reoccurring injuries that we've been seeing uh, over the last
7: few years. No, it has been. You know, I mean, look, <clears throat> LSU – and, look, the, the, their body type has changed. I mean, if you look at them, I mean, they look very different – in their uniforms than they have in years past. And, I mean, LSU's defensive linemen looked, you know, a lot, you know, they were svelte in in the way that they, they were presented. I mean, they they're, they're they could tuck their jerseys into their into their pants. I mean, now you've seen a lot of guys that are a little bit more round than they are vertical. And, you know, I mean, I think that that's, that's going to change under yeah, this new direction different. of just kind of the way that they're, they're, they're training them and, and, and building these bodies, carving these bodies, I think, Um, you know, will look more like SEC caliber football players.
0: uh, The team reports on, uh, on, what is it, next Wednesday, first practices on the 4th. Just some storylines that you're looking at that you're going to be concentrating on your program.
7: Well, I think obviously the quarterback, I think everybody's talking about the quarterback competition. It's probably the... Really and truly, it's 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 as good as the country has. I mean, when you're talking about you know Miles Brennan with the experience he has, and Jaden Daniels as many starts as he had at Arizona State, Garrett Nussmeyer, an up and coming guy who played spot time as a true freshman, and Walker Howard, who you know comes in as a top three, top five quarterback in last year's recruiting cycle. I mean, it's a it's a really healthy room. I think you know that's that's the the, the storyline going into the season that obviously everybody's paying attention to. The offensive line's got some good competition on the interior spots and. You know, I mean, they'll have some true freshmen. Will Campbell, out of Monroe, out of Neville High School, and Emily Jones, right here in Baton Rouge, out of Catholic High School. I think are going to be, you know, two true freshmen that really play a lot early on. Possible starters, game one. Uh, I think Campbell, no doubt, will be at left tackle. And, you know, I mean, I, there's going to be competition um, on, on that offensive line that I think will be. Um, you know, really interesting to pay attention to. And then the defensive backfield. I mean, you're, you're talking about the majority of those guys being transfer portal guys. I mean, Mekhi Gardner out of Louisiana and uh, Bar Bernard-Converse out of Oklahoma State, Joe Fusha out of Arkansas, Greg Brooks from Arkansas. So, I mean, those, those are four guys that could be on the field all at one time. And you could look at that defensive backfield, and that's all guys that have come out of the transfer portal. So, you know, I mean, they, they have put this this roster together in very – um, creative and unique ways, and now it's time to get on the field and start building this chemistry. And you know, it, 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 it's it's going to be interesting to see how Kelly handles this quarterback competition in the first mm-hmm. year. He's played it very political in the public and through the press of you know not really naming anybody that was you know having an advantage, so nobody would you know peek around and think about transferring in the offseason. So he's kept all these guys intact for fall camp. Now it's time to get on the field and see who wins the competition. It'll be, be interesting to see when he names the guy, whether it'll be like game week, Florida State, or even kind of keep it in his back pocket as late as possible. So, you know, you know he, he doesn't tip off the opponent, but moreover, he doesn't have any shakeup on his own roster.
0: Whether it's offense or defense, some sleepers that maybe people are not talking about right now that you think could have an impact this season.
7: Yeah, I think Mike Jones Jr. on defense is going to be you know a guy that stands out. He played some spot time late in the year last year. LSU's defense really kind of changed its tune when he was on the field, uh, as much as he was late in the year. And I think that he'll have um, you know a, a real good opportunity to bust out this season. And, and look, when people have asked me about b- b- breakout players on offense, I know that this is a, a well-known name, and especially in your your, your area down there in New Orleans. But, you know, this, this this guy's finally got it together off the field, on the field, uh, you know, workout, nutrition. That's John Emery, the running back. I expect a humongous season from Emery. I, I really do. I think he'll be the feature port uh, back of this offense. And, um, you know, he's a guy that, that, that I think Mike Denbrock really likes. They trust. Um, you know, I mean, Joe Brady told me when he was here back in 2019 when Emery came in and he reminded him of, a, you know, a young – Alvin Kamara. I'm not saying that their game is
4: mm-hmm. is comparable in,
7: in in the the way that they go, but you know the versatility, run inside, run outside, using the screen game, using the pass game, throw the ball downfield to him, uh, pass protection they can help you out. keep him on the field all three downs. And um, I really think that they're going to utilize Emory and and really feature him to a to a point where he could make you know some real big noises an all SEC caliber type back, and you know maybe put him spot you know maybe put himself in a spot where. Um, you know, some, some, some postseason awards come his way.
0: Jordy Collada, the Jordy Collada show with us for a few more minutes. Jordy, um, what do you think about the record this year? I mean, some people have this team winning eight games, seven uh, people. Some people think nine would be a little bit of a reach. You know, I mean, if they're healthy, um, you know, I expect them to have a, I, first of all, I expect them to have a winning season. Uh, again, they, I think they can have a really good season. Uh, a lot of it has to come together, but you're closer to the program than I am. What are your thoughts?
7: No, look, I, I think the Florida State game is a huge swing game for them. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, when, when you're talking about eight, nine games and the potential of winning uh, and getting there, I think that this opening game is going to be a, a big spot for LSU to get to that number. And, and I, I think if they pass that test, I think they can get to nine games. I really do. I think uh, you know the, the mixture of Brian Kelly, his his staff, and you know the, the veteran guys that they have infused into the locker room. and you know, the competition that they've created at spots like offensive line and defensive back and, you know, really turnaround, unbelievable turnaround in the time that they were able to put, you know, guys that could play at this level in the locker room to compete. Um, I think they'll have a chance, you know I mean? Look, obviously they got to still play Alabama, Texas A&M. They have to play Florida.
4: Um, You know,
7: the Tennessee game from the East I think is a good draw for the October 8th uh, playing date. And, you know, I'm – I think that they can squeeze nine games out of it. You know, I mean, I think that, the, that Brian Kelly has shown that, you know, he's got a system. He, he's he's not going to waver on his system. His system proven, is proven to him that it's going to work. Uh, and, you know, I mean, look, Andy Staples from uh, The Athletic and in, in, in the Andy Staples podcast last week told me at SEC Media Days that it really kind of, you know, kind of stopped me in my tracks when, when he asked it to me and, and when he made his point. But the more you think of it, the more – He's probably right. This is probably the best team that Brian Kelly's ever coached, you know, top to bottom. I mean, he's had guys at spots. Right. But all in all, this is probably the most talent collectively he's ever had. He's probably, you know, he's never coached at Kayshaun. And he's mm-hmm. only had a few probably B.J. Ogilaries. He's not had any Mason Smiths. Um, you know, I mean, like he, he's got guys that he, he's, he's not had that much. At, you know, John Emery's probably somebody to him that he's like, oh, man, I can't wait to use this guy. In right. in situations where you've just not had this this type of access to this type of, of of player, and I'm not saying that he was coaching scrubs at Notre Dame by any means. Mm-hmm. He had good teams that made it to the playoff, made it to national championships. But I'm just saying, top to bottom, one through eighty five, as Staples was kind of pointing out, I think he's right. You know that this is just the the most collection of talent that Kelly's probably ever had access to. So. You know, he's probably like a kid in a candy shop right now where a lot of us look around and say the roster might be down this year mm-hmm. compared to LSU in the past. Kelly's probably looking at it like, hey, we can go win anywhere, anytime with this team.
0: Yeah, and and look, i tell you what, uh, I'm, I'm impressed with the coaching staff. I can't wait to be able to see them against Florida State in the opener because I think they're going to surprise some people this year. I, re- I really do. Jordy, appreciate the time as always. I know you've got a busy set of schedule this afternoon. Tell the folks about your fantastic show, what you guys got coming up, and how folks can follow you on social media.
7: Yeah, we'll actually have Micah Baskerville, the linebacker, in tomorrow. One of the veterans on this LSU team, and we wrapped up our SEC, our, our excuse me, our LSU assistant coaches coming through there. Cortez Hankton, the former New Orleans, the, 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 the New Orleanian and uh, former St. Ol grad, uh, was in uh, yesterday, kind of talking about the staff and recruiting and getting ready for spring. So um, we got all that stuff for you on our YouTube channel, Jordy Colada Show, and you can always find everything at Colada Show on, on uh, social media.
0: Thanks for your time, as always. My friend, we'll check in with you next week. Yes, sir. See you later, you. That's uh, Jordy Collada, the Jordy Collada Show, doing a great job, as always. And we appreciate him joining us on the program. Uh, don't forget about our friends over at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. If you're in the market for a new system, allow Burkhardt to come out and give you a price. That's all. Allow them to give you a price. Again, uh, they will speak for themselves. Uh, the, their past work, what they've done, there are again over 10,000 customers here in the metropolitan area that exclusively use Burkhart. Again, the service before and after the sale, the knowledge—the knowledge that they have, and of course those Nate certified technicians only doing the work that's necessary. Never gouge you, never cheat you. The peace of mind of knowing that you can trust a company to go in and do the work that's necessary, and not try to find something to gouge you or cheat you with—that's uh, that, that's that's worth it all right there. Burkard Air Conditioning and Heating authorizes themselves in the top brands in the industry. Again, next time you're in the market for a system, whether it's
1: for your home or your business, uh, think Burkard. That's Burkhard Air Conditioning and hitting ace.
5: 1061 Nash Icon and available online anytime
3: at NashFM1061.com. This report is sponsored by Dell Technologies. Dell Technologies provides growing businesses with tools to do incredible things because we believe there's an innovator in all of us. For advice on smart PCs powered by Intel vPro that's built for business, call a Dell Technologies advisor at
4: 877-ASK-DELL. Delays are solid if you're traveling 10 eastbound from just past the Bonnet Carry Spillway, To Power Boulevard and delays pick back up on 10 eastbound from just past City Park to the high rise. 10 westbound delays are solid from Elysian Fields to Canal and also delays pick back up 10 westbound from Causeway to before the airport. Look out for an accident on 10 westbound at the Poitras on ramp. Delays are heavy on the 610 on the westbound side from St. Bernard to the 10610 merge and on the eastbound side from Elysian Fields to the 10610 merge. In the meantime, delays are going to be solid if you're traveling along the eastbound side of the West Bank Expressway and the Crescent City connection with Delay Solid from Stumpf Boulevard to the Claiborne Earhart exit. If you're traveling westbound along the Pontchartrain Expressway, delays are steady from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit and delays pick back up on the West Bank Expressway going westbound from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale. In the meantime, look out for accidents, Elysian Fields at Gentilly Boulevard, also Henry Clay at Britannia, Napoleon Avenue at Chapatulas, also Britannia at Sonia, and also St. Mary at Russo. I'm at Robinson broadcasting from the attorney Mike Brenner Traffic Center.
0: Don't forget about my friends over at uh, Southern Tire. If your vehicle is shaking and you can't uh, stop uh, to get rid of that shaking, uh, if you're looking to find a shop that can get that done for you, Hey, man, my friends over at Southern Tire can do it for you. they got state-of-the-art equipment when it comes to high-speed high, balance, high speed balancing equipment that will balance your vehicle and make you feel like you're riding on air. No more shaking, no more vibrations, just a smooth ride. You can get, again, that latest equipment over at Southern Tire, the latest diagnostic equipment for your vehicle, the high-speed balancing machine that, again, will, will balance that, that that vehicle when no one else can, and, of course, the largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area bar none. Uh, owned by the Piazza family since 1972, Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline, and Merri opened Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3, 504-737-1558 is the phone number. Go to southerntire.com and check out all the services they provide for their, for their customers, including, again, high-speed speed balancing. That's that's uh, Southern Tire, Hickory & Airline and Metairie, owned by the Piazza family since 1972.
5: On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, Others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit jpsojobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary.
0: Be on Hickory. I'm a- All right, folks. Don't forget about uh, our friend at Mambo's. Of course, part of the Oceana family of restaurants. Again, our title sponsor on a Thursday, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of, I'm telling you, the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. You start on the first floor with these beautiful picture windows that overlook Bourbon Street. You can sit right there, dine, and watch all the craziness on Bourbon Street. They've got a bar right downstairs for you as well. As you go to the back of the restaurant, beautiful uh, French Quarter Courtyard, uh, beautiful by day, spectacular by night. Hey, take the elevator to the second floor. As the doors open, again, you've got plenty of seating, uh, just like on the first floor, but you've got a beautiful bar. And then, of course, uh, as you move out toward the toward Bourbon Street, a, a Bourbon Street balcony for you. You'll again, dine. Enjoy enjoy cocktails, you know, check out the sight lines, and then take the elevator to the third floor as they open up again. The, the doors open up, you'll see a beautiful bar and, of course, a Bourbon Street, Bourbon Street uh, rooftop bar that is, again, one of a kind. The sight lines you've never seen before. It's fun uh, and, of course, uh, great food for you as well. Uh, the menu is Cajun Creole Cuisine, uh, magnificent cocktails by some of the best mixologists in, in all of the city. Uh, and, of course, a great place to boot. I mean, from, again, the courtyard to the balcony to, the to again, the uh, rooftop bar. And then, look, uh, they're open seven days a week for lunch and dinner. They're open late. Uh, get out there and, again, check out Mambo's. When you finish at Mambo's, just go right next door. It's the hideout bar, live music for you every single night uh, in a 300-year-old um, uh, um, building uh, that is absolutely beautiful with, again, a beautiful courtyard, uh, food, uh, a great menu for you, as well as, again, cocktails. Uh, You can make it a night out just in the the 400 block of Bourbon Street with Mambo's and, of course, the Hideout Bar. Make your next Bourbon Street memory at Mambo's and the Hideout Bar. Remember, MamboNola.com to find out more, all part of the Oceana family of restaurants. All right, thanks to Jordy Collada for joining us in the program. Joining us now on the show, our good friend Les East, award-winning journalist from CrestedSports.com and Saturday Down South, and an accomplished author. Les, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for being with us today.
1: Thanks, Eric. Good to be with you.
0: always like to start off the show, especially again with folks, again, winding down their vacations. Before we get started, tell us about uh, uh, your book and how folks can, um, can find it online.
1: And thanks, Eric. It's uh, called Donkeys, Elephants, and Giraffes. It's a a political novel that also touches a lot on sports and and the media. And uh, folks can get it at all the major platforms online, barnesandnoble.com, amazon.com, etc. And uh, it's a pretty easy read, I think. So hopefully uh, folks will check it out, especially while they still have a little bit of vacation time here in the summer.
0: Definitely worth it, ladies and gentlemen. You've got to check it out for sure. Um, Les, uh, you've been at camp the last two days. Um, just your overall thoughts on, on how Dennis Allen is handling this camp?
1: Well, I think it's uh, just fine. I mean, there's not a whole lot you can tell, but he, he seems very comfortable uh, in his own skin. He seems very comfortable with the job he has. He seems very comfortable with the staff. And the team he has around him. Uh, Everything has run very smoothly. I think he's been pretty, uh, he's handled questions pretty well. You can tell when he wants to answer a question and when he really doesn't want to answer one. He probably uh, has a little more tact than his uh, predecessor because their personalities are a little bit different. Um, but so far, I would say he's handled everything very well. I, it, nothing has jumped out at me the first two days that made me think a negative thought. Let's put it that way.
0: Michael Thomas back in the fold uh, was going to start off on the on the pup list. Was able to get there for the first practice. Practice your impressions.
1: Well, it looks like he's. Um, you know, as near as we can tell, they just kind of ran around in shorts and threw the ball around a little bit yesterday. But as near as we can tell, it looks like he's uh, pretty healthy. He says it's the best he's been since the injury nearly two years ago. And uh, he expects to be as good as he was before the injury. Uh, we've seen nothing so far in the limited uh, sample size we have to suggest otherwise. Uh, I was uh, a little surprised when we were told at the last minute that he was going to speak yesterday. He wasn't on the original list because they didn't expect him to practice originally. And then when he did, uh, he addressed the media and he uh, he handled it uh, in his own way. He wasn't, uh, you know, he's never been the most gregarious person. And it's, sometimes he gets a little testy, but he was, I didn't see where he was any different yesterday than the mic we've seen in the past he hadn't talked to us i don't remember the exact date but it was sometime during the 2020 season when he was playing hurt uh but he started dodging locker room opportunities late in that season so i don't know since the injury has happened i don't know that he's talked more than once or twice way back then and we certainly hadn't talked to him since the the middle of the 2020 season so I was surprised to see him. Uh, but it was good to get that out of the way on the first day of training camp, I think, for everybody.
0: Yeah, I'm sure it was, and, of course, for him as well, because now he can concentrate on football and not have to keep asking questions about, again, the question that you asked, by the way, uh, about, you know, again, the injury, why didn't he have the surgery early, et cetera, which, again, is a, a very valid and fair question, to be honest with you. Both you and Jeff asked that question, and, uh, you know, I thought that, um, you know, his reaction was a little bit over the top, but, you know, it is what it is. With that said... Jameis Winston seems to have, again, taken the the reins of the leadership on this team. Um, uh, Your impressions of him, again, handling practice, handling the team, and then how he has looked in drills.
1: Yeah, I think he's looked good in drills. Let's start there. I, I think he, he looked pretty good in OTAs, even though he was limited in how much he could move around. Uh, he has a, a brace on the knee, and he's probably going to play with a brace on the knee. But he, he's moving pretty well. He's throwing the ball fine. I think he looks he looks good. He looks like he's on schedule uh, to be ready to to go. Uh, For the season opener, it's to be determined whether he plays in the preseason or not. He made it clear that he wants any opportunity he can get. Dennis Allen, I think, is going to be a little more cautious than that, so we don't know if he's going to play in the preseason. If so, how much? I I would expect him to get a little bit of action. But, you know, if you didn't know anything about Jameis Winston's reputation from Florida State or Tampa Bay and you were just introduced to him Uh, let's let's say last year after Drew Brees retired, you say this is the guy who's competing with Taysom Hill to be the new quarterback. And that was the first impression you had of him. Until now, you would have an extremely favorable opinion of him because he does and says all the right things. I can't tell you how many teammates have said, no matter how early they get to the camp, they can't beat him. Into the office. And uh, one of the players today, I think it was Adam Troutman, was talking about how hard Jameis works. You know, he brought offensive teammates into Miami to work with him for three days uh, recently. You know, he's doing everything that the quarterback of a team is supposed to do. Uh, and he handles himself uh, with a lot of polish and a lot of dignity. And so, you know, he has some baggage from earlier in his career both in the NFL and in college but none of that has surfaced in New Orleans I think he's handling himself in exemplary fashion
0: I think he's matured I mean we all do right Les I mean, again, I, I don't want to talk about things that I did in my teens and early 20s. I mean, again, I did some stupid things. I, I, of course, I don't have the spotlight on me as a, as a Heisman Trophy winner, or again, you know, leading Florida State as a quarterback or the first uh, overall pick in the NFL draft. But, um, you know, people do stupid things when they're young, and they have to grow up.
1: Yeah, they do. And the first time we talked to him after he signed with the Saints, you know, going back a couple of years, you know, he talked about how he, he had become a father. And that changed his life. And suddenly he was responsible for another human being, and he understood that he had to be more mature with that responsibility than he had been just taking care of himself uh, as a single person. And and that changed his life. And everything I know about him from that point forward tells me that he is a mature person and he's a, a an impressive man and the leader of this team right now. And uh, until I see evidence to the contrary, I, I have to believe that that is the real Jameis Winston, circa 2022.
0: and of course, you know, you're following a guy like Drew Brees. And you know, I'm not trying to say you know emulating that, but again, putting his own stamp on the team. But you know, this team is used to having strong leadership at the quarterback position. And uh, and and of course, he looks like again. He can, he's got everything that it takes to do it. Look, the only thing anybody worries about with James Winston is the turnovers, and we're hope we're going to see exactly what we saw last year, uh, this year with again the attention to again taking care of the football. If he can do that, I think the rest is going to is going to take care of
3: itself.
1: Yeah, and I think that's going to be the the most interesting thing because last year he he was obviously extremely conscious of making good decisions and not turning the ball over and and at some points he might have even been a little too cautious in yes. that regard but he also didn't have a whole lot of talent around him mm-hmm. and <clears throat> this year he's got a lot more talent around him so I think he can afford to be a little more aggressive maybe a little bolder than he was mm-hmm. last year because of the guys he can trust and yet at the same point he still wants to minimize the turnover, so I think he may have ratcheted it back a little too much last year, and I think he can kind of build back to where he was to some degree, but he also doesn't want to lose uh, the, the good judgment that he had last year. So I, it'll be a balancing act, but I think he's uh, he seems to be on top of that.
0: You know, I'm a big Quan Alexander fan. I was hoping the Saints would bring him back. He signs with the Jets today. Really, no real takers for him in free agency at all. Uh, just really the Jets. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think the Saints kicked the tires on him as well. But um, they, they're going with Pete Werner, with well, Werner all the way, who's on the non football illness list right now. Just your thoughts on, again, uh, the Saints moving on from, uh, from Quan.
1: Yeah, it's been pretty clear that. Uh, they just didn't have a lot of interest in him. Uh, you know, he played pretty well for them in the the, the short time that he was here. Uh, I don't know if the injuries have caught up with him and, and maybe slowed him down a bit because you know that's not a position that's real deep with proven players. They they've invested a lot of fairly high draft choices at the linebacker position. Of course, they have Demario Davis, and they play a lot of nickel and dime. So they don't need a ton of linebackers. But they did look at a couple of veteran linebackers late in the off season, because I think their experience depth is something they're not totally sold on, and he's a guy who could have provided that. But since they didn't really uh, make an aggressive push for him, uh, it, it must be that they don't think he has as much left in the tank as they would like to see.
0: Anybody stand out to you uh, that maybe you didn't have expectation to over the first days of camp?
1: No, I don't think so. Uh, you know, yesterday was a glorified walkthrough. Today they had shells right. on. They haven't really been out on the field that long. It's been, uh, you know, uh, less than three hours total probably these first two days. And the pads don't go on till Monday. So I don't think we're going to uh, learn a whole lot. Uh, these first few days of camp, I know the fans are eager to get out there Saturday, mm-hmm. and uh, and I'm sure they'll be uh, soaking up every minute of it, but it, it's going to be, everybody's got to be patient because, you know, the pads go on, you start to see a little bit more, and yes. then the preseason games you can see a little bit more, but it's a long, long way to September 11th.
0: No, I agree. And, and look, um a little bit of a change. I think it was the NFLP a few years ago said that, th- that there's a time limit on, again, when you could first put the pads on. So many days that you have to be in camp. And uh, what is it now? It used to be the first Saturday of camp that they would have the pads on. Now it's Monday, right? Yeah, they
1: did that. And I, I think this was uh, maybe in 2020. This was early mm-hmm. in COVID, I think. They had. They had instituted some restrictions and, and Sean Payton was not a big fan of that. And uh, neither is Dennis Allen. He made reference to that. Uh, I I think it might've been today Uh, just saying that, you know, we we play football with helmets and pads on. And so you you don't, you know, when you start doing that, then you start to learn stuff and, and you don't get to do that as often as the coaches would like, but the, uh, the, the players, Uh, have lobbied uh, for a little bit less contact work during the preseason. They're the ones who have to go out there and put their bodies on the line uh, for now 17 regular season games. So there's, there's been a lot of give and take in that area. And I think it just makes it that much harder to draw conclusions Really, until you play the season opener.
0: Right. It, it's a contact sport, and you've got to do it in pads, and anything else is just, you know, flag or touch football, no doubt about it. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thanks so much for your time. Uh, you know, we appreciate it each and every uh, every week when you're on, on the TV or the radio show. One more time, tell us about uh, 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 Crestleysports.com, Saturday Down South, how folks can get, can get your
1: book. Yeah, thanks, Eric. Uh com. We've had wall-to-wall Saints coverage here already with the start of camp. And I'll be having some more. Also, I'm going to have a, an in-depth story posting here. You know, the New Orleans Boosters are going after their third consecutive national championship beginning on Monday in Johnstown, Pennsylvania. So I have a deep dive into summer baseball in New Orleans. It'll be posting here shortly. So hopefully folks will check that out. A lot of LSE stuff coming up on Saturday down south. And the book, again, is Donkeys, Elephants, and Giraffes, and you can find it online. Thank you, bud. Appreciate
0: it. We'll check in with you soon. Thanks, Eric. Uh, Les East, again, award-winning journalist with us here on Inside New Orleans. Don't forget about Burkhard Air Conditioning and Heating, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. You come home tonight. The AC's not working. Don't even get ex- upset or excited about it. Just remember, acpromise.com. Burkhart will be out, get you up and running for some reason if they can't. They usually have window units so they can get a couple of your rooms cool so you can stay cool overnight uh, until until maybe, again, they have to get the part that's necessary. But more than likely, they got the part on the truck ready to get you rolling. So, again, you need help. Think Burkhardt. That's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. That's acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bombay Bear's Cajun Counter Restaurant, The Hideout Bar, all open seven days a week, all are open late, all are open for lunch and dinner. Oceana, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Get out there and enjoy a meal and a cocktail over the Oceana Family of Restaurants. We'll be right back. The TikTok Cafe in the heart of Metairie at Causeway and I-10 are better known as the intersection of diabetes and high cholesterol. At Southern Tire Auto Works, we do it all. Whether it's a simple oil change, wheel alignment, preventive maintenance, brake repair, installation of a custom exhaust or suspension system. If you need repairs on climate control systems, cooling systems, electronic or electrical systems, we are the experts. At Southern Tire Auto Works, we are truly your one-stop shop for all your automotive needs. Hickory & Airline in Metairie open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504 73 7 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Oh, oh, oh,
3: when was the last time you changed your spark plugs? Replacing your spark plugs can restore the efficiency and performance of your vehicle. Stop by and get a $12 O'Reilly Auto Parts gift card after mail-in rebate when you purchase four or more select Iridium spark plugs. Get better performance with new spark plugs from your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store or O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, oh. Oh, oh, O'Reilly Auto Parts Staples has everything for school at great prices. So this year you won't go back to school. You'll be ready to move forward into art class.
4: A four-foot replica of the Statue of Liberty using elbow macaroni.
3: With glue and art supplies from Staples. By tomorrow. Right now, 24-count Crayola crayons and poly pocket folders are just 50 cents each and one-inch binders are only $1.99. Everything on your list at amazing prices. Staples, we're not going back. We're going forward to school. Ends a 27 in-store, only limit 30.
0: If you're injured in a car crash, never settle for less than you deserve from the insurance company. And don't settle for just any law firm. Demand Dudley DeBosier. It's always our goal to get you the maximum compensation you deserve. And with our no-fee guarantee, you pay us nothing. No fees, no costs, or expenses unless we get you money. Call now, and we'll review your case for free. That's the Dudley DeBosier difference. Call 504-444-4444. That's 504-444-4444.
3: Chad Dudley, New Orleans. LA-2213579.
0: All right, folks, that's it for me. Thanks so much for tuning in. I want to thank Gary Smith, John Henrys, Jordy Collada, Les East for joining us on the program. Rudy back at Studio Producing. Thank all of our sponsors, sponsor our program. Go to ericasher.com and uh, check out our, uh, our uh, slideshow of our sponsors. Click on the icon, take you right to their website, including, again, our friends at the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambos, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cache, and Restaurant, and the Hideout Bar. Ross Jackson joins me in the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports at 6 o'clock on TV. And coming up next, it's um, all access with Michael Green. I'm sorry, it's Michael Green and Ken Trahan with the Life Resources Bottom Line Sports House. So keep it right here on 106.1 fm my name is Eric Asher from the Dog Kids to the Governor. That includes the mayor. They all gotta go.
7: Broadcasting from the Dudley.